Hi, this is Tasha M. Dyer with the BYOB Movement, Be Your Own Bank. And we just want to welcome you to our podcast. Grab a pen, grab a paper, because we're going to be sharing information that has been hidden in plain sight. Information about the financial markets, things you've always wanted to know. And after you listen to this podcast to get more information or just to contact us, reach out at beyourownbankmovement.com. Beyourownbankmovement.com. Now, enjoy the show. Live. Bishop. Bishop. Bishop, you are muted. Good. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Am I good now? There we go. Oh, good afternoon, everyone. I'm excited to, to, to see that I have somebody who's efficient enough to keep me straight. I thank you, Ms. Dyer, for helping me to get in line. I'm thankful for everyone who's on with us today. We have several individuals who are on with us today. We have uh, from the babies, uh, to the full-grown, full-grown uh, individual with us today. And we're going to let our, our visionary is not there. I'm going to let our visionary do the introductions to our guests today. Uh, so, Ms. Dyer, can you take that uh, opportunity and introduce all of our guests who are on with us today? Well, hello, hello, hello. And as we get started, before we even get started here today, let me first say welcome, welcome, welcome. We're excited to be here with you for another week. Yes, most definitely are. And, you know, we're definitely excited to be here for another week as we broadcast Hidden in Plain Sight, you know, Be Your Own Bank. And so if you're logging on today, first, let me tell Bishop, thank you so much you know, and I just want to thank each and every last one of you out there listening. So make sure you share this on your social media. You want to share this because today we are talking about something that is going to impact you and your family. And so, yes, we do have some guests with us as well as our normal, who is myself, of course, Bishop, you already heard from our visionary, Mr. Gerald D. Rogers and the finance doctor, Dr. Craig Bythewood. But we have Ms. Deja Dyer, six years old, right here, say hello. And then of course, we have Dion, and so mm -hmm. Dion Sanders, and so he's there with his mother, Ms. Daniel Clayton, and of course, my son, Marquis Smith, he'll be joining us. He's testing, so you know, he's dual. He'll be joining us here in just a moment. And of course, we have Miss Elizabeth Brownlee. You always hear her on our morning calls, you know, closing out in prayer. So I'm excited to definitely have all of them here with us today. So share, yeah. share, 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 share. Yeah, share, share, share. Well, I'm excited to have one. And we're today having a uh, discussion about something I think is very important to, to everyone, especially those of us who are parents and grandparents. Uh, and that is from Proverbs. Uh, today, our scripture, Ms. Dyer, you have our scripture for the day? Yes, of course I do. And okay, we'll go ahead and read that for us. Proverbs 13, 21, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Amen. And so a good man is a positive, happy man, a man who trusts, uh, trusts God. And as a result of him trusting God and how he vision, envisions God being in his life, he leaves a heritage for his grandchildren. Isn't that exciting? Now, uh, as we look at that passage, it talks about prosperity, and, and, and prosperity is all, not always necessarily uh, cash, but in our case today, we want to talk about leaving our children some cash, or at least some knowledge of how to get cash. 
you know, because one of the things that has um, been in my discussion much this year with pastors all over the country is how we develop uh, a, a mechanism for plugging our children into the economy. You know, even after we teach them, we, we send them to college, we send them to school to learn, and then when they get the piece of paper in their hand, that's all they have is a cap and a gown and a piece of paper. They really don't understand how to plug in uh, to this economy. And we need to put some vehicles in place before we leave here uh, that helps them to be able to plug in if they would uh, work the system. And so we're thankful uh, for each and everyone who's on here today, especially these young folk, because we've uh, been able to uh, do what we do in front of them and they, they know how to plug into uh, the trading system. And so train up a child in the way it should go. And when he's old, he shall not depart from it. There's another passage we find in Proverbs. It's talking about taking the time to teach our children, not just to let them grow up and eat some cereal and sit in the corner and let their, their uh, peers teach them. Because when we think about the development of tasks, children, when they become adolescents, what, that, what their peers think is more important to them than what we say or think. And then when they get past adolescence in the next stage, they begin to pair off with other folk who are their age. And that individual has more influence on them than we do. And, and so uh, we have to take advantage of the development task and understand the stages that they go through in their development so we can plug in. And so Deja is the perfect age to, to uh, make this impression on her that she can carry it with her the rest of her life. Children are like wet cement. While, they, while it's new, you can mold it, shape it in anything you want. But once it gets old and hard, like me, it's hard to try to bend and shape old dude like me. And so, uh, <laughs> what's funny, Dr. Uh, Dr. Rogers? <laughs> you know, and so you had to hit me while I was wet, you know? And so, uh, you know, we, we, we have to take advantage of the opportunity while they're young. The, the heritage that we want to leave with them is the opportunity uh, to mold them. And I'm excited about those who are on on today. And, and uh, I, I don't know exactly how we want to do this, but I'm going to follow the lead of our visionary as he leads us into this discussion with our, with our guests. Well, well, Bishop, I think really what you, you've already laid the foundation and, and what I envision how this conversation unfolding is your words are just apropos at this moment, because uh, we're talking about land and foundation, train up a child, right? And obviously, you know, Proverbs speaks about, you know, a good man shall leave an inheritance to his children's children. But as you so eloquently said, uh, we need to be more engaged in conversations that teach our children how to plug in. And when they, and when they come to that age of understanding, like you said, many of us, we had to experiment on how to tr figure out how, uh, uh, how money works, you know, and we've evolved to where we are right now. But I'm just so excited to know what it would be like if we would have these conversations when we have, as, as, as I mean, you were right on point we're in, in the development stages. I mean, even in the Hebrew culture, they began to uh, put honey on, on, on the word of God so that, that, that when as the kids would become acclimated to the taste of it. So when they, when they, when they, when they got older, they would yearn for it because they were familiar with that taste in the very beginning. And so uh, we just want an opportunity to kind of hear from, uh, um, from, from some testimonies from, uh, we, we have individuals as young as six and as mature as 84 years young. And so we definitely are in a position where um, just the life experiences of how we can really understand how different our communities would be if we really took the same energy uh, just as we've been uh, a sign to give big, biblical impartation. What if we would have take the same um, um, aspect and make sure that we understand and teach our children how money works? I, I'm, I, how different would our communities look like? 
how different would our prison system shrink because now everyone is equipped and armed with the right information. So that's kind of how and uh, uh, how you know I want this conversation to go in, and and I definitely want you to lead it. But that's kind of the whole landscape. So we get, we have individuals who are beginning to walk into their life, and for us who've experienced life, and how different our lives would have been had we had this type of form in the very beginning of our inception. Yeah, and as, as you, you're absolutely right. We appreciate that. And so uh, why don't we start with the youngest and, and work our way up to uh, the more mature? <laughs> did I say that right? <laughs> yes, you did. You right on point, Bishop. Right on point. Ms. Dyer, uh, Deja would be the youngest, right? Absolutely. Okay. What's been your experience with Deja that you up at five every morning, making sure we all focus in on what the market is going to look like. Uh, you're, you're, on, you're on, on again at, at uh, two, then on again, uh, helping people to get introduced to the, to the process uh, throughout the day. So you're on the phone talking with people and you're on again at a couple of times at night. Uh, How has that impacted her? Well, I can tell you one thing is that the fact that I'm home. Let me, let's start there. You know, as I said, my son is here as well. And I have an older daughter that's 25. And a lot of the things that I was not able to do with them, you know, of course, being a mother deploying in the military. And so I'm home, you know, we had a conversation before because she has asked me about being on the phone and, you know, those things. And so when she brought that up, I asked her, you know, well, what would it be like for you if mommy was gone at work all day and you would only see me for two or three hours a day? You know, because uh, she mentioned, she's like, well, you're on the phone. You, you talk on the phone a lot. And I'm like, well, well, how would it be for you if I was gone? You know, if I, you, I had to get you up in the morning, drop you off, and you didn't see me again until the evening, only for a few hours. And, you know, for her, it was definitely a shift because what she stated was, oh, no, keep, keep trading. You know, keep, keep making those phone calls. <laughs> you would rather have me here. And actually, you know, she's always a part of it. So she's here you know, sitting in my lap right now. But one of the things, you know, she just asked me, we have a women's call on Wednesday. And she literally just asked me, she said, well, I'm gonna be wild, be wealthy woman. Could I do Wednesday call too? Right, as we were gearing up for this. So she's she's included, she's not excluded. That That's what I'm really getting at. And so what I love about it is that whole shift in mindset is we were actually watching HGTV this weekend and the guy's profession, you know, they always ask you, what are you doing? What, what's going on? So the guy's profession, he was a trade, he traded foreign currency. And she's the one that picked up on it. She noticed it before I did, you know, oh, mom, he does what you do, you know? So for her to be able to pick up on that, I rewinded it and I saw it. I was like, oh, wow. Yes. You know, so that's what he's doing. And he's out buying homes and, you know, that's what he does. And they kind of highlighted that on the show as well, you know, for that whole shift because of what it is. And that never really happens when you're watching those house hunting shows. And so it's, it's just, it's really kind of shifted the narrative. So she's included, you know, not excluded. And so I really feel good because I'm able to be home. I have her and my granddaughter all the time. So, you know, even with COVID and everything that's transpired, we're here, you know, we haven't missed a beat. Wow, well, that's a and and um, does she participate in trading, or she just understand the language right now? What is she doing, Bishop Robinson? May I interject, please? Yes, sir. It's such a strong principle of out of the mouth of babes, and I uh -huh. think we could ask Deja a question and hear something in her own voice. Mm -hmm. Correct. Go ahead. So Deja, let me ask you, this is Dr. B. How you doing? You know, you're my favorite. So Deja, I'd like to ask you a question. How do you feel about the fact that your mommy is so talented that she can do her 9 a.m. call, but also help you with Zoom? How does that make you feel? Great. Can I squeeze you great? <laughs> I'm sure it does make you feel great. So when you grow up, Deja, do you want to be a trader? Yeah. Why do you want to be a trader, Deja? And then I can be a doctor when I grow up. 
Love it. Love it. Let's go ahead and be that trading doctor. Thank mm -hmm. you. And, 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 and that's definitely like the, uh, God told us the, the Israelites to write it on the doorpost, put it on every in the street, put it everywhere so they can see it. She can see it everywhere when she see mommy uh, uh, trading. And uh, that, that's wonderful. And we want to commend Miss Dara because she's a, not only a great mother, a, a great teacher, but she is a great uh, first grade teacher. And uh, <laughs> Deja made great grade. <laughs> So we just want to, she's just a, a woman of, of many talents and, and gifts. Mr. Rogers? Yeah, and, and when I think about it, I'm just thinking about me and, and as one of the more mature persons that you talked about, we've had some life experiences. Just the fact that what, what was I thinking about at age six, you know, I was, I was, I was, and uh, had my GI Joes and, and you know, my my Mattel football, the the, the electric football, because that that was the part of my programming. That was the visuals that I saw. But I mean, wow! I'm just in awe of the fact that when we talk about leaving generational wealth, generational information, it now puts us in a position where I just think about the totality of of. Uh, it is now 2021, how the income gap has widened uh, in different ethnic backgrounds because of the lack of the proper information and being able now to take the pen and the paper and, and arm people and put the, the power in their hands that they can create their own value because of this skill set. I mean, it just warms my heart to know that this is truly uh, I believe in an opportunity for us as as the uh, leaders of this movement to truly live up our, our biblical creed and and you know each one teach one and 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 lifting up our brothers out of the the, the state of poverty from an information standpoint, the state of poverty from an execution standpoint. Because you know our purpose today for all of our listeners is to help you understand that you know as as Jesus would say, "Suffer not the little children to come unto me," and coming to, to, to Jesus, in order for you to understand this information, you gotta have that childlike faith. And if you're open to information, all of us have the capacity to learn new information, even those who are rigid uh, and who, who've gotten a little bit more solid in their ways. It may take a little bit more uh, uh, positioning, but as long as our mind gives us the capacity, then all of us, can absorb this information and really adopt and embrace the ideology of being your own bank. Because ultimately, uh, you know, we get an opportunity to, to expand the horizons. And even as Adesia said, you know, to, to, to be a doctor, you know, this is a way that she can put herself in a position where she can fund that and not, and, uh, and enjoy that profession and not come out of that, that experience debt laden. So, um, I'm excited. Yeah, I thought about Deja the other day. I was, uh, I think it was Saturday, I was watching an interview with the uh, president of the University of Maryland, Baltimore, and he was talking about one of their graduates is actually one of the lead scientists on the uh, invention of the uh, virus uh, uh, vaccine. And she was a young lady, young black lady, 34 years old. I said, wow, you can't, you, you, nobody else, you don't see that on the news down here that often about uh, someone being an African-American and having that kind of skill and talent and being so young, you, you're so proud when you hear, hear that. And I'm thinking twice, Ms. Ms. Dyer, about taking a, taking a vaccine. Now, I think it might be safe since she made it, but um, I'm still trying to see how it's going to react to other folk. And I'm going to be so uh, getting in line so I can get back out and, 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 and involved with the church more. So I'm excited about uh, Ms. Danielle Clayton's son now this young man is an adolescent more or less how how old are you uh young man i'm 11. i don't know 11. Speak i'm 11, 11 and i'm about to be 12 this year you're gonna you're gonna be 12 this year yes uh, sir. Remember I, remember I was the kind of stuff i was getting in and uh I, you know when i was a youth pastor i always told the parents that you can't pick your children's friends but you sure can pick the environment that they're in and the environment that uh, influences them. And uh, I was excited one morning, I was trying to find, 
a right trading pair. And, and I looked up and this dude had made $1,100. I said, what? And so how did you get involved with trading? How, what were you motivated by? Uh, speak up. All righty. So what happened? All right. So what had motivated me was the fact that she was trading in April way before I had started. And plus, I had heard about the absurd amount of money and also the amount of people you can empower through trading. So one day in November or October, I just came to her and asked if she could start, well, if she could like teach me how to trade. And then right after that, everything changed. Well, it, well I, I heard a lot of old, old, older people say, well, I can't, I can't, I can't learn that stuff. That's too much for me. How did you pick up on the uh, the trading? How did you, what did you do? Already, so at first, already, so at first I found out a lot about the Vibrata, AKA IML Web Analyzer. Then she told me what, what buy and sell, the best time to enter trades, always use the five minute because it moves the fastest and also the one minute. Mm -hmm. Plus, also to download MetaTrader and also Telegram to join the BYB group and plenty of more stuff. And so, the, so oh, and you, also you the academy. So you basically went through the academy and learned learned the language because you're speaking a lot of the terminology that uh, most of your friends wouldn't understand, right? Correct. And so you want to get the vocabulary down. I remember. Uh, when, when Mr. Rogers was talking to me about uh, pips, I said, what in the world is a pip? What is that? And he, I tried to get him to explain it to me. He tried to explain. And it's just so the vocabulary is necessary to get the vocabulary, right? That's sort of like what you do every week in school. You get new vocabulary words, right? Correct. And you words. Yeah. 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 And so your first trade, how, how did you do it? My first trade, hold on. Let me pull up. Just tell me. All right, so my first trade back in like November the 1st, my first trade, it was not that bad at all. I will consider that like pretty much just Stay like. In the camera, Stay in the camera. There you go. All right, All right mm. so my first trade wasn't that bad. Back in November when I had began my first trade, I had first got some money deposited into the account and the stop loss, stop loss. I'm a, what's his name? The, the where are you? Oh, the lot, lot size. The lot size. The lot size at first was set to one cent and I had traded, waited for a while and then I had got gotten $10. How did it feel? It feels great. Huh? It felt great. Uh, yeah. Now I'm getting tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> now you're getting what now? Tens and thousands of dollars. You One time out of like, that make, I'm gonna <laughs> say, you're gonna run around the table in a minute, boy. Yeah. Bishop, I need to clarify. <laughs> okay. so, so some of that is in demo, but the fact that he takes it upon himself to understand how to adjust his lot size, he's able to see how he can place himself in a position to have larger profits. And he actually motivated me to increase my lot sizes. And here I am a grown adult, but I have my 11 year old that's beating me to it. So, you know, a lot of those larger sums and what he's speaking of, that is in his demo account. However, he does also have a live trading account in which we do um, pr practice proper risk management. Okay, so, now. Mommy, let him be great because demo <laughs> is the real market. So don't steal his stuff. Let him be great. That is the real market. That's, that's, okay. that's why I was headed, Ms. Dara. I was headed to the point where somebody explaining the difference between a, a live account and a demo account because we assume there are folks watching us who haven't traded before. Okay, so the live account, the live account oh, is when you put money in the market and that 
demo account is that practice account, but it's still the real market. And so for him to be 11 and be able to navigate that and for him to be 11, to be able to navigate that and to truly understand how to make those adjustments, that's real profit. Mm -hmm. He just cannot withdraw it. So let him be great because he's yes. doing a great job. Good job, son. <laughs> Bishop, really may I please comment? Yes. So I have two responses. First, the 11 year old just used the word empower, I'm just saying. Second point, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. So I'm gonna share an anecdote for our listening audience, which I think really puts into perspective where we are right now. So Miss Clayton and I had an offline conversation about her sons and her wanting to walk in excellence and make sure she was providing the best guidance with them during e-learning. And this young man that we just heard from was having a little bit of an issue with e-learning and math. Now, first of all, let's keep it real. E-learning is probably the worst modality to learn math. But bottom line, as you can tell, this is a child of excellence. This is a child who wants to do well. So he was feeling some type of way at the mechanism of being able to do what he needed to do in his math class. Now, just for the record, for our listening audience, I have been an academician for almost 30 years. I work and I'm trained in the area of educating others. What does it say? about how we are about to move in this Be Your Own Bank movement in the way in which we're going to educate our children moving forward, that the traditional way of doing it in dealing with numbers causes the young man anxiety. But now he is eloquently describing lot sizes and thousands of dollars. It's the same kid. It's the same brain. It's just a different infrastructure. So when I hear things like this, and when I make this connection, it literally gives me goosebumps because what we're doing is we're changing the game. Like Ms. Dyer said, let him be a superstar. Well, we change the game so that his true talent can come out and he can be that superstar. Amen. Amen. That's a good word, uh, Dr. B. That's a great word. Now, uh, we have a we have a, a different guest who joined in with us. Uh, uh, Ms. Dyer, who is that? Who's that, who that good-looking young man that, that's in your chair? That is my son, Marquis Smith. Hey. Marquis, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Tell us about yourself, Marquis. Uh, like she just said, I'm 20 years old. I'm currently in school right now. I'm at um, I'm taking classes at FSCJ. But I was at a um, JUCO up north, which is a football, like it's like a football school. For y'all don't know what a JUCO is, and COVID really like messed some things up with that because our season had got canceled. So came back home because you know school got canceled and everything, and I needed something to do besides football and just football and training and stuff. And that was kind of my out was trading and stuff. Wow, how did, how did you become interested in trading? Was it just something to do, or you, you watching your mom, or what was happening with it? Well, at first, she had introduced it to me like a year or so ago, but it really was one of those things where I was in school, I was like in high school, whatever. I just looked at it and like kind of brushed it off. And then I say, when all of this like COVID stuff kicked off, and I just see how like you could, a lot of people are just losing their jobs, struggling to, you know, take care of themselves right now. And everything could just happen like that. Everything could just switch and your companies can close and everything like that. I just figured that you have to be able to have a source of income that isn't reliant, isn't dependent upon somebody else. And that's when I got, I started taking trading a little more serious. Yeah, I understand that you don't, you don't think you might want to, uh, Get a, go go to work in, in 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 any kind of industry or anything like that. You don't want to hit a nine to five or hit the clock. Are you are you interested in, in that once you graduate? No. I, I tell my mom this all the time. <laughs> I, the only thing that, that the only person I write 
to have to have their name on my check would be an NFL team. Okay, and and you know, Doctor B can tell you about. We talked about a little bit about that last week about the NFL checks and really understanding what you have and what how to how to hope maintain that and hold on to it and get the the best out of that. Because a lot of young guys don't know about trading. They don't really know how to take that money and make, let it make money for them. Uh, most of them, are, you know, they you NFL career is what four or five years on average. Yeah, and then so you make that big check for four or five years, and then you want to ride real good. So the guys drive drive around these Maybanks and uh, mm-hmm. sports cars, and they spend up all that money before uh, they retire. And they hope they get a retirement check. You have to work. You have to do it seven years to get a retirement check. I understand. So Doc Bible probably can share more light on that than I can because he he actually was uh, the one who gave instruction to uh, young NFL players. And so, uh, you know, that's a that's a lofty goal. That's wonderful, and we we hope that certainly happens because I want some free tickets when you get that NFL contract. <laughs> but uh, 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 you know, that, that's good. But you, do you see yourself in the long term uh, being a trader professionally? Oh yes, sir, definitely. Actually, just the majority of the time that I do now, I'm either at the gym or something, or I'm like online studying and just trying to like get this down pat. That's great. That's really good. Anything you want to share you with the other adolescents who are watching you about trading? Uh, I ain't really got nothing to share, but it's just, it's, it, it can come. You just gotta, you know, just gotta be patient. You just gotta study and put the time in. You just get out what you put in. That's so, great. I, I got a question for Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. At 20, with the information you have now, tell me your thought process of the old way that we were taught working for someone for 20 or 30 years. Tell me how exciting is that proposition versus learning this skill set? Well, I wouldn't want to do that at all. (laughs) (laughs) My whole thing with that is I'm a big person on time and I can you can always you can make money doing really anything, but you'll never be able to get that time back that you spend at a job or 40 hours a week doing this and doing that and being somewhere when somebody tells you to be there and you can't leave until they tell you that you can leave rather than you learn a skill set like this. And I can control my time. If I don't feel like getting up to one o'clock, two o'clock, I don't have to get up to one o'clock, two o'clock. I can do whatever I want to do when I feel like I want to do it. And that's the thing that really turns me on about like trading and stuff. You just control your time, control your life. How important is that to you at this young uh, gestation period in your life at 20? Because uh, <laughs> that, that, that's a powerful statement that you've come to that understanding that in your time, <laughs> only your own time is more important. That's very important. It's very important. Just gotta, I can't get my time back. So just don't waste my time. I, I can't get my time back. Pretty powerful, pretty powerful. Anything you want to add, Dr. Bythewood? I want to add something while we wait on Dr. B. Uh, he has not asked me for anything since he has taken trade, trading seriously. He creates his own. So when he says it's time, he's serious. He does not ask me for a thing. So that's a proud that, mommy moment right there. How does that make you feel? <laughs> That, that, that you've equipped him to fend for itself. That's powerful. I'm, I'm excited about that because to know that you've empowered your child and for them to be able to walk out, well, he walks out of my home, he will be able to take care of himself. And when the time comes for him to have a family, he'll be able to do that on his own. So it's, it's just a really, it's a really proud moment as a parent. I was moving a little too slow with the mute button. Thank you. Listen, my only commentary to this is, young man, I am extremely impressed with you. But you need to recognize just how much of an ambassador you can be for your age group. Your age group needs to hear your story. They need to hear you say it with the eloquence and passion in which you're saying it. Because lives can be changed by what you have decided and realized at such an early age. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That is so true. That is so true. Especially, uh, you know, we see a lot of our young black males who, uh, for one reason or the other, trying to make money, try to find ways to make money. Many times it's negative what they decide to do. And uh, they can make more money than they may stand on the street corner if they, if they would learn the skill. And so you're right, Dr. Bikewood, this, this certainly needs to be, uh, uh, we need to go on a crusade uh, uh, sharing this information and Marquise being the, uh, the, 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 the point man for uh, putting this information out there. Of course, he speaks their language and that's wonderful. Uh, and so we thank you, Marquise, for sharing with us um, today. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, we have Miss Elizabeth Brownlee. You know, sometimes you talk to people and they say, well, you know, if I had known this 30 years ago, I'd be all right. My, my mind is this, my mind's not this, I can't do this. Miss Brownlee, uh, how are you today? I'm doing great, Bishop. How are you? Uh, what would you like to share with your peers? Well, after hearing all these young people, I, I am, first of all, guarding against turning green with envy. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, oh my God, what would it have been like had I had the opportunity that they have now? And I was just thinking back, this is a little comical, uh, the conversations that my mother and I had about money, not to take anything away from her because she was a good mother and she loved me, but what you don't, you can't teach what you don't know. You can't lead where you don't go and you cannot uh, reap what you don't sow. So I don't take anything away from her. But our conversations were this, what do you kids think I'm doing? Chewing green paper and making money? She said that all the time we were growing up. The other thing she would say to us, I gotta hurry up and spend this money before it burns a hole in my pocket. Because we were, my dad died when I was seven and a half and she raised four of us by herself. She did an excellent job. She was ill herself. And so she raised us on aid for dependent children. The check came on the 10th of the month and she would sleep on it one night because she said I had to have money one night. And I say all that to say that I am so grateful for Miss Dyer and her teaching Deja the way she does and her son Marquise. Miss Clayton, I admire you and your son so much. And I am so grateful to Mr. Rogers and Dr. Bythewood for the privilege, here I am, 84 years young, and I say young, and I want you to know, Bishop, that I'm like cement. I'm still soft as cement and pliable in the hand of God. And that's why I'm on this line right now, because I'm learning, I'm not gonna let these babies outrun me. Where the book of God says, I was raised on the King James, and I love the King James version, but running second best, I like the message. And this is what the message says. The message says a good life gets passed on to the grandchildren. Ill-gotten wealth ends up with good people. Well, I want you to know that I've lived long enough not to just have grandchildren to pass it on to, but to have great grandchildren to pass my wealth on to. At 84 years young, I have the privilege to learn what these young folk are talking about. I know about the pips, thank God. I know how to count pips. And I'm so grateful that I'm learning how to compound my trades also. And that I uh, am gonna not just have millionaire status, but I'm gonna have billionaire status. And it ain't so much about being a millionaire or billionaire, but it's about who I'm becoming as I become a millionaire and a billionaire. I worked hard for money for 57 and a half years and I retired from three careers broke. And when I retired broke, 
I had to find a way out. And I'm telling you, God is a promise keeper. He has made us some exceeding great and precious promises, and he's keeping every one of those promises. I am an entrepreneur. I know that we need more than one stream of income. And I'm so grateful that even I just learned that recently, that I'm able to not just learn it, but I'm able to execute it. And I'm going to teach it also because I want to teach some more of these babies. I, I, I am so excited about that. And that's a whole nother story about how I've had children. Uh, I, I've been a great grandy, granny to so many children over the last 30 years. And now those children I have some, I used to talk all the time when I didn't have anything to talk about. But oh my God, now that I got something to talk about, <laughs> there is no shutting me up anymore. And I'm so grateful. When I hear the young man talking about, I, I heard the baby talking about empowering people. You know I'm not going to let him empower people without me empowering people. And, and I, I just want you to know that I have been watching you afar off. I'm so delighted to be on this program with you. I, I, I just love you. You have been an encouragement. You have been an inspiration to me. And your ears ought to burn all the time because I talk about you all the time. You are doing a wonderful job, and I am so grateful. I just, I, I can't say enough for the commitment of this team, Ms. Dyer, Dr. Bythewood, and Mr. Rogers. They are so committed to our learning and our going to the next step, to the to going. I, I, I just, I don't have words sufficient to thank them enough. Anytime anybody gets up, and I'll tell this on myself, I decided I wasn't good enough at five o'clock. I'd come on the nine o'clock, Paul. And then I thought about it. Who in the world am I to stay in the bed at five o'clock in the morning if Miss <laughs> Dyer can get up every morning at five o'clock, be on the line with us, and then wear so many hats and wear them so well? teaching that baby at the same time and teaching us. And I, I just, I thought, mm -mm, no way, I'm gonna stay in the bed. I'm up every morning at five o'clock, delighted to learn and I'm yearning to learn. I am just, it, I, I'm gonna be quiet, but I, I just, I am so excited. And Miss Clayton, every time I see your 777, I say, oh girl, I'm gonna catch up with you. I'm coming, I'm coming to watch out. <laughs> this oh. is the most powerful movement yes. that I've ever been exposed to. And I believe that everybody in the world ought to be, everybody needs to hear about Be Your Own Bank. When I came into this movement, I thought I was just coming to learn how to trade, but I'm learning how to live the abundant life. Jesus came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. And we were taught that the abundant life was a little uh, uh, food in the refrigerator and a roof over our head and a little few rags in the closet. Oh, but that ain't the abundant life that Jesus came for us to have. And I'm so grateful that we've been introduced to this abundance. And I'm, I'm going to be quiet, uh, Bishop, but I could go on and on and on <laughs> talking about what God has provided for us. He's made us his exceeding great and precious promises. He's a promise keeper, and I'm so grateful for that. Thank you for this opportunity. And I'm going to keep hanging out with these young folks so I can stay young <laughs> and like cement. Thank you, Miss. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Riley. Let me no. jump in real quick. Let me jump in real quick. I, I commend you. I salute you. I thank you for your words. You know, part of my motivation, you just said something that a lot of people don't know about, you know, because so many people look at the government, like even with this stimulus and, and what we're supposed to have and all of those things. And, you know, you said your mother was ill. That's something that I didn't know, but I know my mother was. And I remember her having $643 a month to take care of three children, $643 a month. And that's what she was given. And that was, and it didn't cover her medication. So she was sick. 
but it didn't cover her medication. So you tell me how you work your whole life until you can't anymore and $643 is supposed to pay the rent, buy the groceries because she made too much money for food stamps. So it's supposed to provide and do all of that. So when I get up, those are the things that push me and motivate me and encourage me. And so you, that just touched me because that was my life. You know, that was my life and watching my mother have to decide, do I take my medication or do I pay the rent? You know, going to the store to get, oh, let me get a fourth of my prescription refill as opposed to just going to pick up the bottle. That was our life, you know, wondering what we were going to eat. So anytime anybody's life is going to be changing, I know the babies were nervous on here, but as we're starting this call, I mean, Deja's drawing a BYOB worldwide. And I mean, she's got the little world on here as well. <laughs> so, I mean, so anytime a shift is happening, like when I see Dion who can't even apply for a job, you know, he can't even apply for a job, but yet he can profit in the market. And that's why I said, mama, let him be great. Because if he's making over 25 cents a minute, he's doing better than anybody else yes. fighting for $15. So he's already on top of, he's on top of it. So they might've been a little nervous on this car. I know Deja was, but she do her Deja D productions all the time about BYOB. But I mean, it's just, I'm, I, I love it. Thank you, Ms. Brownlee, that's all. I Thank you. And we had to survive on less than $643 a month. And there were four of us, but my mother could make a penny cry. I mean, she knew how to manage it. I didn't even know we were poor. We were never hungry one time in our life. And when my mother, they were gonna cut her off, my mother at ripe age went to school to become a nurse. And she walked several miles every day, I don't care what the weather was, back and forth in order to get an education and became one of the best nurses at the hospital where she worked. She went back and worked at the hospital where she had been a patient where my daddy died while both of them were in the hospital together. See, God, people look at you, they have no clue where we've come from, mm -hmm. but God brings us out of the fire and we don't even smell like smoke. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My goodness, Ms. Brownlee, that's a word. That is certainly a word. And uh, I want to share with you a word that I got early this morning from a guy property out of uh, New York. He's reminding me that uh, he said, you're entering your ladder and God said your ladder will be greater than your former. And so you're walking in your ladder right now. That's why you don't make those millions. So your ladder's greater than, than your former. And so just say, keep on walking in your ladder and God's gonna keep on throwing abundance in your, in, into your life. So we're thankful. Uh, Mr. Rogers, you have anything you need to say at this point? I think Dr. Bythewood, I, 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 I felt the release that he was trying to release, you, you release something. So I felt something too, I didn't know come from you or him. <laughs> that, that's a good call there. <laughs> so I have been so patiently awaiting the moment when I get to comment on Miss Brownlee's statements <laughs> instead of the reverse. So that was such a powerful testimony, Miss Brownlee. And I literally have someone, several people who are experiencing the exact same thing that your mother did. And your words are going to speak life into them. But I have to go back to your original rap. Did y'all hear Ms. Brownlee say, uh, you can't teach what you don't know, blah, blah, blah. You can't read what you don't know. So she was wrong. I she caught it. I caught it. <laughs> <laughs> so strong that at the end of her testimony, when she said on and on and on, I was just waiting on her to say, God. <laughs> <laughs> so miss brownlee in all seriousness just know that we really appreciate who you are and that your words literally speak life into not only each of us individually but to our movement so thank you for being who you are and telling your story thank you dr bythewood it's my uh, Miss Danielle, we haven't heard from you today. Are you, are you, are you have anything you want to say to your peers about bringing up a child and the way it should go? Uh, deal with that wet cement, the clay. 
Yes, sir. You know, I, I would just like to add to that, Bishop, you know, as Ms. Dyer say, you know, let them be great. You know, I, I did not force this upon my son. It was something that he saw and he grasped and it he just took it by storm. And what I would like to add to that, you know, so many of us, we like to force, you know, our children, you know, to play basketball or football, you know, take them to Pop Warner and drag them back and forth because I used to do it when Dion was younger. However, that was not what he wanted to do. And now that he has, is coming into his own and this is what he, this is his passion is learning. He's a very, very studious young man. And I would just like to add, you know, to, to parents, you know, let your children come into their own. You know, everyone's not meant to be a rapper. Everyone's not meant to be, you know, a, a, a ball player or so, not knocking any of that, but let your children, let them find out who, what it is that they want to be. Because Dion now, he has options. And, you know, I asked him one day, you know, Dion, what is it that you want to do when you get older? He said, well, now that I've learned this skill set, I want to be able to travel the world and I want to be able to learn about other cultures. I, I don't hear 11-year-olds say that. You know, at one point in time, he wanted to be a music producer because he knows how to mix beats. And, you know, he still, you know, does that from time to time, but he is always learning about new endeavors and just, he's just a very studious young man. And so, you know, my, my thing is, you know, parents to just let them grow into themselves. Wow, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. And then you took the time to expose them to different things. I think that that's, uh, you know, because you can't really, you know, be involved in stuff you've never been exposed to. And he's, he's had the proper exposure, that positive exposure. It, I think has had a good influence on him and he's going to be a great young man. And I'm, uh, Dion, I'm looking at one of those uh, Viking cruises down, uh, down the Nile. You might want to head down there with me. You know, we get make us about 10 grand and put on that. We'd be, oh. We'd be doing great, and so go ahead and make ten grand, and then we can we can go down that now and look at the uh, the pyramids and all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff you want to do. You got to have some cash to do that. You got to work hard to play hard. You know, you got to make that money, and so uh, you know that's always got to be in your mind. You got to you got to do it and do it right. And so we thank you, young man, for sharing with us today and being an example to all of your peers. Anybody else want to want to share? We got ten minutes, I think. I, I definitely want to, um, just based on what Miss Clayton said, and, and just to kind of emphasize it, because I'm on the back end of that, like my son is 20. And so he's been holding a football since he was six, five, right? So I was that Pop Warner parent. I was the one at the football games in, in, in high school. I'm the one sitting out there in the, in the stadium, you know, uh, we are during the week, you know, you're out there on the weekend, your entire Saturday, you know, I've done all of that. And so you don't encourage them because we think that that's what, you know, that's what society teaches us. And so I was that in a box person as well. You know, I was in the military. I, I've made a decent income, you know, I, I, you know, based on where I came from, you know, earning over six figures is, is, you know, you think you've made it, you think you've accomplished, you think that you, you know, got there. So I didn't encourage my children to do other things. You know, I didn't encourage them to expand into other things. I was just out there because that's what he wanted to do. And just make sure you get good grades because you're going to college. And so just even based on what you did. And now when I can see that hindsight 2020, because I took a step, you know, I took a step and it allowed him to come into his own and see that there was something more. And then he took a step. And that's the same thing that I know that transpired with you. So you do something because you want to do something different for your family. You want to do something different for your children, like leaving a legacy for your children's children. But what ultimately happens is they do what you do, not what you say. And so you see my son, you see your son, you see my daughter. And so they have options, you know, they, they, like Deja said, she's going to be a doctor, but training is going to fund it. So they have options because we made a decision for something more for our families. So that, that's just something that's exciting to me. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I think uh, I'm, I'm just, man, when I think about 
the, the, the caliber of individuals that, you know, we've been blessed with, such as the Miss Brownleys and the Claytons and the young minds of uh, the, the youth. Um, but many of us come from places where culturally we had to start from zero, right? And, and that's something that we have to completely eradicate out of our culture and out of our communities as well, because you know, what would life have been like had each of us been in a position where we started from uh, the two or $300,000 mark to be able to make decisions. And sometimes people get ostracized because you know, they'll say, you know, uh, well, they didn't work for it. But then there's a, there's a, there's, there's a conflict in that because it, it is our responsibility as parents to leave an inheritance so that the next generation can springboard from our efforts. So I don't want anyone listening as I listen to the audience to feel like, you know, that's not the, that's, that's not the purpose of what we're doing. And, and me too, I'm an ex-athlete. I was, I was coaching. I thought that was going to be the path. But then I look at a lot of the parents and listen, parents, I'm talking to you as, as, as to help you. It is not our responsibility to push our kids in, into the athletic proudness and things of that nature so that they can take care of us. No, we, we have it. We have it backwards. We, we're supposed to be the ones leaving a legacy so that they can build upon. If it happens, great. But let's as parents, let's be the, the to be the person that demonstrates. Um, I've always had a desire to be the biggest influence out of the people that I'm connected to. And I, I really know that, that that's what this heartbeat of the movement is all about. We simply wanna be a reflection. We wanna be a living epistle in every aspect. And, and uh, I love what Ms. Brownlee said, the true abundant life, yes. You know, and to our church uh, uh, colleagues, our, our clergy members, it is our responsibility to teach the entire gospel uh, not only spiritual edification, but we need to be able to, to put tools in the hands of the people that we, we're leading so that they can also, too, be able to excavate from the land in which they come from. So we want to also be able to teach them how to live in their kingship and the latter, as you just made mention of, Bishop. So I want to encourage all of our, our, our listeners who happen to be leading congregations to open your mind, allow the people to be equipped so that they can operate in that place of greatness we have been given the charge to be equippers for the work of ministry so that the entire body can do its particular part. Thank you, Mr. Rogers. Now, Ms. Dyer is going to close us out and she's going to tell us how we can get plugged in to be your own man. Absolutely, absolutely. So thank you so much for listening in today. We're talking about a legacy. You are supposed to leave a legacy for your children's children. And we definitely have to make that shift in that transition. So be your own bank. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, when we say be your own bank, we mean literally. And when we say, you know, one million families financially educated and impacted, and you heard it here today, because that's what this is all about. This is what we're here for. This is what we do. One million families financially educated and impacted. And I am definitely so, so excited to actually be here and a part of this movement and I love to see the change. See, most of the time when we begin something, you're doing it because you wanna see it evolve. You wanna see an evolution happen. You wanna see it, but sometimes it's so far down the road. But when we look at the change and the evolution and, and everything that's actually happening, the transformation of our families, the transformation of our legacies, that's what's happening. And so 2020 taught us a lot. 2020 taught us because we asked for that 2020 vision. Now that 2020 vision, what happens when you ask for 2020 vision? You get correction. And so that's what happened. So just like he said, my son said, you need to take what you did learn last year and make that adjustment. And this year is a year of transformation. So our website, beyourownbankmovement.com, beyourownbankmovement.com. You want to go there. You want to visit. Send us a message. You know, contact us. Let us know you saw us on the broadcast. We're so and I promise we're going to contact you. We'll be back in touch. But also, you can pick up a copy of our book because this information we've been talking about today has been hidden in plain sight. And so the reviews, the feedback, the life-changing experiences that we've gotten from this, you definitely want to go there and pick it up. But make sure you reach out because we also have our live stream on there and we'll be live in the market. The training, making sure you understand it tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time followed by a talk with the finance doctor at 10 p.m. 
with Dr. Craig Bythewood. So that's myself and Dr. Bythewood and individuals around the world plugging in, learning how to be their own bank. So God bless you all. We're excited. And you know what? I'll see you this evening. And of course, we'll see you back here next week at the exact same time. You all be blessed and be your own bank movement.com. Be your own bank movement.com. So glad you tuned in. So glad you enjoyed the show. These financial markets, they are yours for the taking. And we're here to help you understand exactly what's been hidden in plain sight. Get a copy of your book today. Be Your Own Bank, hidden in plain sight at our website, beyourownbankmovement.com. Be blessed. Thank you.